You are now listening to For All Nerds Show, a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. For All Nerds is hosted by DJ Ben Amin and Tatiana Keene-Jones. Our show is edited and produced by Brother Chris. For All Nerds Show is a member of the Loudspeakers Network, where we always say rest in peace to our founder, Combat Jack. For All Nerds Show is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, our website, are all independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash for all nerds. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. What's up, y'all, and welcome to another episode of the For All Nerds Show, the voice of the urban geek, the podcast where we discuss geek culture from the perspective of people of color. That's geek and pop culture. Let me get it right. Get it straight. Get it straight. I just said did it straight. Oh, wow. Get it tight. Get it right. You know, it's a combination of all those things right here on the podcast, like I said before, the For All Nerds show. And if you're a long-term listener, you already know it's your boy, DJ Ben Amin, a.k.a. Halal Jordan, a.k.a. Charlie Brownish, a.k.a. Lightworker <laughs> Gami, Method Mansplaining, Meat Millhouse. Keep that same energy on when you see me, Dr. Stephen Slaying, the Sorcerer Spr- Supreme Clientele. <laughs> 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 that's a that's a tough one. You're trying so that's hard, a tough so. one right there. Doctor Stephen Slane, the Sorcerer Supreme clientele. That's say that five that's times a lot. fast. Yeah, I thought I had long ones, but yeah, that's, that's a, a lot. lot. That's why I just shortened it to Doctor Stephen Slane after the first time. You know, you get it after the first time. And sitting in the co-host, waiting patiently, is. <laughs> Tatiana King-Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as Flex Luthor, Lambo Calrissian, Beretta Scott King, Chance the Parappa, T'Challa Bread, J Prince of All Saints, Baptin Ameriba, and Father Stretch My Band. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Twitter one makes an appearance on the show, finally. Yes, sir. Finally, yes. sir. yes. Been seeing that one. Father Stretch <laughs> My Bands. And that's, I did, that's one I just saw floating around on the internet, and I'm like, that that's relevant to my interest. Definitely is relevant to our interest. Shout out to yeah. Idealist. You know, relevant to our interest is always the email chain going on. Love it. You know, that's kind of some inside humor right there. But yes. Shout out to you, sir. Shout out to you. This is the For All Nerd Show. Like I said before, welcome to another episode. You know, last week we hit you with that three hour joint. Like, I'm sure there's some new listeners after last week. We had Kieran Gillen. You know, author extraordinaire of pretty much everything that I love, like Young Avengers, Die, Wicked, and Mother Effing Divine. The reaction has been crazy. Um, Like I said on the internet, that episode took a lot for me, for Tatiana, I'm sure, for uh blur girl for everybody involved, everybody who listened. Thank you. Actually, this is the first time I think that we've gotten to even speak. Uh, since you've heard it, right? Uh, yes, sir. That's actually true. Yeah, so what did you think? I 
it was very deep. Like, not to say that, that our episodes aren't never deep. It's just when you get to the point where you're going beyond just, you know, the creative process of the product, but you're talking about how your life, like the very experiences, hurtful, uh, mind, not mind, but life-changing experiences, how that is incorporated into your art. And like all the things that people don't e- wouldn't even know until you said it, like that's what I think hit me the most. And then the parallels between all of that, because as you had shared, when when Kieran went and started getting emotional about about the things in his life that affected um, his creativity and 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 how why how, why and how he created things like the Wicked and the Divine, how there was a parallel between your life. So you meaning you personally, Ben. So. I, it, it was just, I mean, it, it was a lot in a good way. It was a lot in sense of, I felt like I really got to learn who Kieran is as a person and not, and not like just a typical, you know, uh, you know, wh- what made you get into comics type of question. <laughs> it, it was, it was really like, what makes you tick? Like what was the emotional weight behind this like I really felt like we were getting to know this man for real for real and the fact that he felt comfortable speaking with both you and the blurred girl and speaking to for a nerds fam I mean I have to also congratulate and like really thank everybody who stuck around and listened to the entire episode because I see the metrics there's thousands of people who stayed around for the entirety of the episode Mm. and the feedback that as you mentioned the feedback we were getting on the twitters and all the socials was wow just again it just goes to show you why we do what we do here at for all nerds we are not your typical podcast we are not your typical interviewers and yeah we may ask the funny ha ha he he questions we may kiki a little bit but at the same time we're also going to make sure we get to the real and that's how i felt listening to that episode mm. well thank you i mean that's yeah, that, 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 those are high <laughs> praises indeed, as they say. And yeah, I can I can say this now. I think I've said this other places, but definitely not on the show yet. Like, Kieran is definitely one of my favorite people, one of my favorite authors. I feel like his work has changed my life and bettered my life. When we have um, all of them, Kieran, Jamie McKelvey, and Matt Wilson on the show, we're going to have them all again soon once Wicked drops the final issue because issue 44 just dropped after we did the interview and 45 will be out sometime in the next few months they say so when 45 drops we're gonna have them all on and i'll be able to tell some more stories about how like young avengers as a book really changed my life like really did some things like that just i you know just made me look at life differently and so i've I've talked to them a bunch of times before. There's videos on YouTube, like I said, but I just feel like those were not very well done. I was too excited. I was too hype. I was <laughs> you were too fanboy. I was way too fanboy, and so I couldn't really do a proper interview. But this time, we really were sitting down. You know, he's in the ship. We're just talking. We're just chatting, and it was amazing to me when he hit me back afterwards on email, and he was like, "That was just like you know a hell of an interview," and you know, all that. And I'm, I'm speechless right now just even saying it and so I'm glad to see the reaction from everyone because it was a lot like you said it was a lot of you know personal stuff talking about my mom talking about his father that was a lot I know for both of us and it was just things that I had to speak on because 
it was so real to me. Like even with Die, like I was talking about with Die and the character of Matt in the comic and how much I relate to him because how I just feel like his life parallels my own so much, like you said. And so everyone yeah, go check but- it out if you haven't heard it already. You know, to me, it's one of our best. We've been dropping the hot flames, you know, as far as interviews. Mm-hmm. Lee Short interview was I mean, dope. come People, on. I'm still you know? getting feedback on I that. I mean, come on. I wasn't even on that one once again. And this just shows you how the family, <laughs> you know, like, we just flip it and bounce it, you know, bounce past through, dunk, you know, you know how it goes. Two points. <laughs> Alley oop. Yeah, bounce past in the door. Like, you know, even yes. crazier. Like, bleh. Yes. The 40 Nerds team, and more precisely, the 40 Nerds fam, mm-hmm. meaning the listeners, like, y'all. I, I have to thank y'all again. I, y'all don't understand how much gratitude I have that y'all are allow us to create this magic. Y'all y'all are listening to this and y'all are receiving what we're trying to provide. And that means everything. So thank y'all so much. Mm-hmm. No, for real. Thank you so much for all of that. Thank you for all of that love. But, you know, let's get on because, you know, we got a lot to talk about this week. As always, you know, it is the week in Geek and there is a lot going on including a new movie dropping this week from a couple people you might have heard of. I, uh, I think it's called Hobbs and Shaw or something, you know, <laughs> got these dudes who were in this franchise that, you know, grossed a few billion dollars, I think. Fast and Furious, something like that. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, for real, Hobbs and Shaw is dropping this weekend. We got to see it already. Um, I think we got a review dropping on Fall Nerds from... Tatiana for all nerds.com. Let me get that straight, mm. you know. But, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to give some quick overall thoughts right here. It's not really a movie you can spoil. I'll say that any more than it any is. more than if you, the trailers did. Like, if you watched more than two Fast and Furious films, you generally know what's going to yes. happen in this film. The only difference is it's The Rock and Jason Statham starring. Yep. Um, overall, I enjoyed it, you know. Like it is utterly <laughs> ludicrous. I'm just I'm, I'm gonna keep it real. It is utterly ludicrous. Like it's absolutely at every ludicrous. moment. I was like, why aren't they dead? You know, like every moment. <laughs> it, but it's like I'll, I'll I'll make a confession. There's a moment in one of the earlier Fast and Furious films when Tyrese and I can't remember who else was involved in this crash. This is like five or six. You know, this is later on in it. But Tyrese gets involved in this ridiculously horrible crash and in the very next scene he walks in the room glistening as always and at that (laughs) moment I accepted that these are movies about superheroes who can just survive anything so when The Rock goes sliding down an iron cable by his bare hands (laughs) down the side of a skyscraper and his head doesn't explode into flame and he doesn't fall (laughs) off the thing and fall to his horrible demise I just roll with it you know I just roll with it and I'm like, yeah. this is the movie that I'm watching. And, you know, if you just accept that, the, that all the heroes in this movie are just superheroes and they can survive anything. And Idris Elba is obviously a supervillain in this one. So super it just villain. works out because somehow Idris Elba can like lift tanks. But when he punches the rock, his head doesn't explode. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you and this head exploding stuff. Um, for me, I was actually pretty pissed at when it was over. <laughs> and and the couple of people I did talk to after, they was like, well, it's a Fast and Furious. Yeah. I'm like, no. yes. I went in there expecting Fast and Furious ridiculousness, but it became ludicrous. Mm. This 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 was just a different level. Like, my for Luda. me, if, if I could, <laughs> if, I, if I gotta give it a quick understanding without spoiling anything, 
Go. It's Fast and Furious times 10 on a ludicrous. Stand up. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> ludicrous speed. If you want to quote Spates Balls. But it is it is it went beyond my understanding of how outrageous uh Fast and Furious film could be. Does that mean it's not entertaining? No, not at all. That it, it's definitely gonna be entertaining for a lot of people. Don't go in there expecting logic. Mm-mm. As Ben I mean said, I think it's probably best to go in there as and that's you know what, Ben, you're right. Go in there with the intention that these are superheroes yes. and everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. This is superheroes in cars. Yes. Boom. That's Hobbs and Shaw. Have a great And they're time. not even in cars half the time this time because, you know, no, this no, is no, Hobbs no. and Shaw, so you don't get as much driving action. No, That's no. one thing. But, wait, but, but, but the DNA of Fast and Furious is in there. All the things you would expect to see, and I'm not going to say specifically, but all the things you expect to see when it comes to cars or showing off cars and how they move and all that stuff, you're going to see it all. Women with no butts being prominently shown like they have a butt. <laughs> yeah, that's there too. I mean, you know, it's like, it's a Fast and Furious movie folds. Like it's every it's, time it's, you're going to get that. It's all there. Yeah, it's all so, there. So I think really w- what concerned, why I was so angry at it was because <laughs> initially anyway, I've calmed down yes. since. But initially why I was so angry is because I was still coming off of the last fashion. Well, I don't know if it was the last one, but the last one I saw, which was Paul Walker's. Oh, no. Yeah. See, you've missed it. You've missed when the rock grabbed a torpedo with his bare hands and changed the direction of it. So, you know, like they shot a torpedo at him and he grabbed it while it was, you know, still surfing in the water and then changed the direction of the torpedo. So he's Aquaman. Okay. No, no, he was riding a car. At the time. No, he's, 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 he's just that strong. Listen, it don't even matter what you say. It don't make no sense. Point is, I clearly missed that middle piece when it went from ridiculous to ludicrous. So I was still on that that last one with Paul when he died. Yeah. Where they had a CG him, when they had the CG. Yeah, him that, into that the one was like scene. emotional. No, no. That was emotional, and and to me, that actually elevated. I think there's been the two series. after that. Yeah, there has been because there's been like two. Yeah, after there's that. the one where they jump buildings in Dubai, and I, I saw that one in theaters. Oh wait, and let me wait. That's a lie. I did see the one where they jump oh, in yeah. Dubai with Ronda Rousey yep. and yeah, everybody. That was, was pretty in. out of control. I did no, see you that. saw that one. That's but, where they went. I did see ludicrous. Still, they already went but ludicrous. See, that now. one. But honestly. <laughs> Honestly, Ben, that one I still was like, this stills, this still regular Fast and Furious mythos to me. I was because I also He's, watch Fast and Furious movies to see what ridiculous stuff these they These niggas jump buildings, like them cars would have dropped yes, to the ground. But, but you know what? But you know what? <laughs> and them shoots would have gone out the window, fall ben, to the ground. <laughs> that was a logical escalation from what I've seen from Fast and Furious movie. You know, they start off just you know y'all y'all jumping what jumping bridges, then you yep. go off to drifting like all this crazy like everything you do is a drift then they go on to you drifting under cars mm-hmm. uh, excuse me under trucks and then you stealing cars off of moving yep. trucks like to me and so so to me when you get to the point of you jumping between buildings to me that was a logical <laughs> to me well, and- that was a listen it was a logical es- escalation of what i've seen in previous films wait this remember when the rock jumped up car into the helicopter who did that uh, one of them did that and they both and he, they survived <laughs> my point is to me those were just stepped you know more and more like how fast and furious can they be Hobbs and Shaw is 
something else. I, I, I disagree, my sister. You know, I, that's I fine. You, you yeah, can. I feel you like, I, and, and I say that I'm not saying that in a negative yeah. or the positive. I'm saying that it's something. Oh, else. it is something else. I will agree there. If you don't say a negative, because I was saying a positive way, it's something else. Well, I, oh, well, I, I'm just that's, saying. Yeah, debatable. For me, I'll say that's debatable. <laughs> for me, myself personally, it's on a different level. I just never seen this again. Ludicrous is the word. I've never seen this level of ludicrousness. On, from a, on a Fast and Furious project. And I know people will say, well, jump in between Bills and Dubai and Ludacris. No, actually, it's not. It's not. All right, well, okay, then, I, you know, as, moving on, I got a question. Is it more ludicrous that Bruce Lee gets his ass tipped by, by Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Absolutely. What the fuck? Which one is more ludicrous then? Hobson Shaw. <laughs> I mean, no, no, yeah, that's, that's Absolutely. pretty easy. Yeah, I mean, come on, Hobson be Shaw. realistic. Like, my man jumped out of building. Before before we leave Hobson Shaw, uh, you guys, please check out our socials because we are giving away free swig ads. Yes. Uh, Hobson Shaw swag. What that means is we got book bags, like legit real size book bags that you can literally like go to school with we have t-shirts tank tops rally towels which are them towels that y'all be sticking out the back of y'all pockets when it get too hot yep what um, you need right now because it's hot as hell what you need right now uh i think they got car air freshers it's a whole bunch of stuff that they're giving away that they that I, listen fast and furious said for all nerds we want y'all peoples to be laced so they laced us with a bunch of gear and we're giving away everything for the free make sure you go on our socials ig for all nerds all that um twitter to get information on how to enter it's very simple things you got to do in order to be eligible to win and on friday we're going to be picking up and announcing all the winners Mm -hmm. so once and you have time by the time you hear this you still have what at least a day probably at least 24 hours at least so do your part and we're going to keep posting these we're going to keep posting the, the rules but respond to it because my thing is say it gets to the point where only a few people respond then people get in everything all of it period and because we have it in our possession we will mail it to them so if you want to get in on the goods please enter in the hobbs and shaw fast and furious giveaway okay but now yes sir since it was less ridiculous, how did you feel about the scene? Because I still have not got to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. At this point, I really don't care to. I'm going to wait for, you know, digital or whatever because I'm good after hearing right. the reviews. I'm like, ah, you know. Well, here's the, here's the thing. I, I did, from an entertainment perspective, I enjoyed Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. From a Tarantino film perspective, it was everything I thought a Tarantino film would yep. be. And, and that's one caveat I want to make first before getting into that Bruce Lee scene is because... I think at this point, some people somehow are still confused <laughs> about what a Tarantino or what to expect in a Tarantino. White film. people what not to shit. expect. <laughs> what not to expect. One, you can absolutely expect s- supreme violence. Yep. Two, you can absolutely expect crazy one-liners. Mm-hmm. Uh, three, you can absolutely expect barely any people of color. Somebody's feet. Through four, somebody's feet, because, and that's why I was trying to, I was asking people around me, I'm like, does he have, I was whispering, I said, does Tarantino have a foot? Oh, right? does he? I, 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 know, I don't know for 100% oh, that, no. but every movie I've seen 100%. of his, there's something about feet. 100%. He, I think he's so, admitted to it, whatever, but yeah, it's definitely right. a thing. And, and five, at least in the most recent, well, no, and really, I feel like in every movie, but generally in the most recent films that deal even in the slightest in reality is going he's going to change history mm-hmm. 
literally. Yep. Um, so my thing is that you, you should be going into a Tarantino film with at least those five major caveats uh, in your mind. Because if you don't and you expect something else, you're going to be disappointed. Did you leave in uh, six white people running things? White people running things. This is what I felt about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, at least the revisionist history of it, because that's what it's... And, and I don't mean running that... Things. again. And it's, I don't mean that in a negative. I mean that that's literally what his shtick is. It's revisionist history. And it's revisionist history from a cis, hetero, white mm. man. And it's revisionist history. And also, it's a little bit of... To me, it's like, it reminds me of like that poll they had in the UK when all these random fucking men was like, oh, I can return a, a Serena Williams serve and all that stuff. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like a, a weak, it's a weak, it's a weak man's wet dream. A lot Ooh. of the things that happen in the film. And so that obviously will bother some people. But again, if you go into a Tarantino film, understanding that that's generally going to be the case then you'll be fine mm. um but that aside i still thought it was an interesting film mm-hmm. i still enjoyed myself um the, the there is a lot of people are have you may have seen the complaints about how women are treated it's, that that hasn't changed mm. <laughs> so like I, I don't again tarantino um and it, and, and you know i want to be clear i'm not saying that like oh it's okay clearly we're still critiquing mm-hmm. I'm just making the point that this man is not going to stray from that, uh, that that path. Uh, and that's interesting too because it's like Tarantino. Which is scary because it's like he's about to do Star Wars or Star Trek rather. No, I mean that's scary for a lot of reasons. But no, um, it's just interesting because Tarantino at the same time does have women characters who are very strong, you know, and like Kill Bill. One could argue is a you know has I mean obviously features a bunch of strong women characters, with Uma's being one of the strongest, I guess. But also horrible things happen to her. But horrible things happen to all the people in Tarantino movies. Like, let's say uh, Reservoir Dogs features no women. Wow. Well, that's why I said Supreme Violence. Wow, I just violence. thought about so that's that. Gonna, there's like no women in that there's movie. There's no women, yeah. right. And that's what I mean about Supreme Violence. Like, you're going to get that in every Tarantino movie. Every yes, time. everybody's going to suffer. But particularly women suffer on different levels. They suffer psychologically, not just emotionally, not just physically. And they suffer emotionally, mm-hmm. too. And they're often the butt of violent jokes. And so are the men. You you can eh, not like the um, women especially when you see this film you understand okay I, I, i've heard about it and i'm but i'm just like going down the line like reservoir dogs uh super violent towards men and they're the butt of jokes during the violence and psychological dude gets horribly tortured it was it was a scene that disturbed the shit out of me yeah um but pulp- but the way men are tortured or, or dealt with violently is more so a, oh dude got it, raped it, in pulp it, fiction it's in. It's right. Well, first of all, <laughs> I'm just. I'm just going through. I'm me. I'm just going through you, them right you now. Can, I'm thinking in my but, head. But it's you know? it's it's kind of it's it's also still different the way women are approached from when it comes to that violent perspective. And also the way a lot of it it's framed when it comes to women is it comes from a almost she deserved it type of thing because once it happened when when it and all the times that it's happened in them Tarotino films everything leading up to it you you almost feel even me you almost feel yourself well damn she had it coming. Mm. Versus men, you start feeling bad for them. Like, damn, you got you got tortured. Damn, you got your ball chopped off. Like all these crazy stuff, you actually feel bad. Whereas the way it's framed for the women, you a lot of people you are almost led to believe, oh, she had that comment. She deserved it. Ah, 
That's what I mean when I say it's different. I'll have to check it out. I also know that the revisionist history in this film is also about protecting that very certain actress. That I can't remember. You know, I'm sorry. I don't remember. Sharon, Sharon Tate. Tate. I thought that was it. Who died. And Tarantino and a lot of people feel like that was the end of the era when she died. And her potential for being such a great, you know, movie star was, you know, erased right there. And so that's what Tarantino is also trying to, you know, preserve yeah. or... It's, to- yeah. it's totally a love letter yeah. to Sharon Tate as well, in a very sh- a strange Tarantino way. Yeah. But it's like, st- he, you can clearly see, and I kind of now a little bit understand why he flipped out when someone was like, why didn't you give Margot Robbie, Robbie more lines? He was like, I reject that. I categorically reject that. He got yeah, really why do you Why do you see that now? Um. Oh, just because of seeing the movie. Just from seeing the film and how he treated her throughout. And really, the way... It's the way Margot portrayed Sharon Tate. Lots of the understanding of who Sharon, at least in Tarantino's view of who Sharon was, was portrayed in everything she did in terms of the way she reacted to certain things, the way she spoke, the way, when she did speak, the her her. It was a lot of uh, what is it? Um, um, non audible yeah. stuff mm-hmm. like Margot did a good job. But is what I'm saying. But is she a character with agency etc or is she just an object to be used by the male character she's neither of those she's neither oh, of those okay things. she's not she's just she's an she's a focus of the movie but she's not i also don't want to give yep. away so anyway um moving on that bruce lee scene you mentioned um here's my thing they definitely and and you guys may have seen um bruce lee's daughter saw the film and she was incredibly upset yep because of the way that uh, her name is Shannon Lee. Uh, And I agree with her. They definitely made him off more of a buffoon than anything. They definitely, they definitely, it was, it was, I had even said it last week because uh, uh, a reporter from LA Times had reached, had just mentioned on Twitter. She was just like, you know, for those who've seen it, what did y'all think about that Bruce Lee film? And I'm like, and some people started saying, oh, well, it displays some of Bruce Lee's arrogance, da, 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 da. And I'm like, no, it was much less arrogant and much more buffoon. Wow, because I would never consider Mr. Lee to be a buffoon. And I wouldn't even consider him to be arrogant from what Me I've neither. heard and seen of him speaking. Me neither. And even Shannon Lee herself, again, Bruce Lee's daughter, said that her father has never been arrogant. In fact, it was the opposite because he was operating in a still racist Hollywood, yeah. particularly against uh, 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 Asian men or Asian people in general, yes. too. So, again, it, it came off to me. I just kept thinking of that poll about being able to return Serena serve. Like, you really think that you're going to be able to go toe-to-toe with Yeah, Bruce and, Lee? like, I was discussing this with a friend and a listener of the show, and they were like, yeah, but, you know, everybody loses. But then I was thinking about it more today, and it's like, yes, everybody can lose. But when people are in the prime, like... Mike Tyson didn't take no L's when he was in the prime. You know, Muhammad Ali took no L's when he was in the prime. You know, Bruce Lee said Muhammad would have kicked my ass. I think that was his, you know, pure quote. But he was like, look at those hands. Like, I'm not that size. You know, he would have destroyed me. But, you know, to somebody his size and not Bruce Lee... And not Muhammad Ali, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. Man. yeah, so, but that's once again, that's Tarantino and his fantasies and, you know, it's all good. You know, that's what, when you get to direct your movie, that's what you get to do. You get to, you know, write and direct your own fantasies. So, hey. At the end of the day, it's his fantasy about Sharon Tate mm-hmm. and 
revisionist history and all that stuff. And it's it's really it's a it's a cut for cut Tarantino film. And if you enjoy Tarantino films, you're gonna enjoy mm. this. And I enjoy Tarantino films, but like I said, I'll just probably wait, you know, for digital for this one, peep it then, because I'm good at this point. And I think that is the perfect time for us to take a quick break right here, and we'll be right back with more from the For All Nerds show. Hey guys, it's Allison Williams. I'm an actor, and when I am not scaring people on screen, I am hanging out with For All Nerds and listening to their show. Hey guys, this is Rod and Karen of the Blackout Tales podcast. And when we are doing one of our mini podcasts, yes, we are listening to Four Hour Nerds. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Asante, one third of the Friend Zone. And when I am not smoking pot or playing Shinobi Striker, I am listening to Four All Nerds. Tune in. What's up, everybody? This is Chuck Creekmer, aka Jigsaw from AllHipHop.com. And when I'm not placing my heavy hand on the world of hip-hop culture. I'm watching for all nerds. Hey, this is Logan Browning, and when I'm not trying to take over Netflix, I'm listening to for all nerds. Yo, what up? This is Yahya Abdul-Mateen the second I play Black Manta in the Aquaman movies. And when I'm not getting around the city, I'm chilling, listening to for all nerds. What's up, y'all? This is Ann Steven Harris. Fire artist, co-creator of Aztec, fire artist on Ajala, The Fringe, Michael Cray, Watson the Holmes, don't forget Watson the Holmes, award winner of Watson the Holmes, Glyph Award, eyes are nominated. When I'm not drawing, I am listening to For All Nerds. Check it. Hey, I'm Malcolm Lee, director of Night School, and when I'm not directing, writing, and producing, and editing and spending time with my kids, I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, this is Pamela Ribbon, and when I'm not writing things like My Boyfriend is a Bear or Ralph Breaks the Internet, I am listening to For All Nerds. Yo, what's up? This is Chico Leo, and when I'm not leading an Athenian revolt in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I'm listening to For All Nerds. What's up, y'all, and welcome back to this episode of the For All Nerds Show. Thank you for being here. You could be anywhere in the world, but you are right here with us. Yes, sir, on the For All Nerds Show. Thank you for subscribing as well on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Spotify, all these places that you find better dope podcast we're right there make sure you hit that subscribe button make sure you hit that like button leave a comment it means everything a rating you know depending on what platform they are they all have different things but you know hit them all up tell them you love the for all nerd show because that means everything to us and right now we have launched our twitch channel we are on there pretty much every day doing something twitch.tv slash for all nerds Please, please! I'm begging you from my <laughs> soul. Yo, you sounded like Sookie Stackhouse. Yeah, please, please. please. <laughs> what was that man's name? What was all? Jason. 
Oh, you, oh. Suck it. Uh. Who said, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bill. Wasn't it Bill? Yeah. Bill Compton. Yeah, Bill Vampire Compton. Bill. Yeah. How's, how's my man's name Compton, though? Shout out of Compton. Like, Vampire yeah. Bill is his Vampire name. Bill. Plays Vampire Bill. Jason. Yeah. Okay, some, we get some hoax. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That no, show was no my favorite moment on that show. My favorite and most hated moment is when um eggs. Remember Jimmy Olsen? Oh, eggs. he was so annoying. Oh my god, I, the blood under my fingernails. I can't get it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's blood under my fingernails. I just can't get it out. <laughs> Look, listen. After like I think it was maybe the second to last season at that point, or maybe the third to the last season at that point. I was like, let me just get Lafayette. And that's it. Like, I just don't care yo, about nobody else at this point. Word. Rest in peace to my man. Yo, when they straight up shot um eggs, I jumped up out of my seat and cheered. I, I'm i not going <laughs> to lie to you. Like, like one of the most amazing things to me ever is the fact that he made me like him as Jimmy Olsen. Because as soon as he showed up, I was like, oh, no, you know, because I hated eggs so much. Like, I thought yeah. he was just so bad. And then my man came on as Jimmy Olsen, and he's a good actor. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was eggs writing, if it was just, you know, he wasn't built for that character, whatever. But I hated it at all. It was because Chuba was on the shits at oh, that I point. I guess that helps, too. And it just went, kept No, but going he was down. on the shits from the beginning. As soon as he showed up, because he was in season two when it was popping. So you going to blame you gonna blame him for, for the show? No, no, because season two when it was like, when that shit was scary out of control, he was on there. But I just hated eggs. Like, I hated him. Nobody like A lot of people didn't like eggs. Yeah, I, I didn't understand it. Oh, man. When they bled the blood in my... Oh, man. They capped him. I jumped upstream. And I was like, yes. No zombies, no nothing. He ain't coming back. That dude done. Like, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. All right. So, um, I forgot what I was talking about. Yeah. Twitch.tv slash for all nerds. <laughs> Make sure play spill. Please go over <laughs> there and subscribe. Like, subscribe, you know, follow us, all that. We need that right now. You know, we're building that up. We're doing a lot of things over there. You know, dropping the show on there soon. I've been doing some live DJing on there. You can go check that video out right there. I'll, yeah, I'll fucking shit up the other day on there. You know, you should go check that video out right now. Make sure, make sure you subscribe and get and turn on notifications because that's where you'll know exactly when we go live. Yep, word up. And you and for the again for those lucky like two or three people who were on last week, you may see some stuff you ain't supposed to see. So Facts. I, I I mean because we definitely was rolling and was not supposed to. So here we yeah, are. There we are. There you know there's a few things on there you know. But hey, that's what happens when you go live. So you know go over to twitch.tv slash four honors subscribe. You know plays plays. It means so much to me. You know I'll be sitting there rocking Overwatch. I got it set up about to rot some yo. It's coming. I'm going to finish The Witcher on there, and I'm going to start Zelda. Finally. Word life. The Breath of the Wild? Breath of the Wild, baby. Welcome to four, two, three years ago. I know. <laughs> I know. Okay, well, listen, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. A, good, a good video game is a good video yes. game. Here you yeah, are. and it's a classic from what I understand. And, and people tell me it's got all the emotion, you know, it's trying to hit me over the head. So... And, and it's, it's never as long as fuck. There so we go. you're going to be on it for a minute. Yeah, you know, but there we go. I might even, I've got like one last bonus mission on Spider-Man that I'll probably just finish up on there on Twitch just to, you know, stream something different because I've been doing Overwatch a lot, obviously, because, you know, it's that joint. But, you know, give me some suggestions. Let me know. I'll be streaming, you know, whatever game we're trying to get Tatiana on there, you know. You know, so hit her up on her Twitter at Tatiana King and say, yo, we want to see you on Twitch. 
Good luck. <laughs> All right, but yeah, do remember twitch.tv slash for all nerds. Thank you very much to everybody who has been watching and subscribing already. Shout out to Spawn on me. We were chatting on there the other day. We're gonna have to do some things with them. All that good stuff. But for now, it is time for one of my favorite segments on this show. The guac is extra. The guac is extra. Yes, the geekly asked questions where we answer any and every question. Today was National Avocado Day, and we didn't even like make that reference on Twitter or anything. You know, we sloppy, but you know, Damn. here it is. Rock is extra. What do we have up first tonight? Up first comes from Drumroll C Love 85. All right. They write, I remember y'all named someone's kid a while back, or at least tried Failed. to fail we tried we tried we tried hard so me and my wife are expecting our fourth child congratulations nice the debate is whether to name our kid chaz or chance my wife doesn't like chance because she says he'll be judged harshly by white america for that name and i disagree um I, you want me to go yeah. first because i already i'm already are you ready. ready go ahead i also thoroughly disagree because I have never in the history of ever have heard anybody look at the name Chance as if it's a quote unquote urban name. Mm -hmm. In fact, Chance is also one of those names that are kind of gender agnostic. Like I've seen girls with name Chance, boys with name Chance, like uh, gender nonconforming people with the name Chance. Like there's also nowadays we're talking about 2019 Chance the Rapper. And really, when people you hear the name Chance, the first person they think of is Chance the Rapper. And generally speaking, people all over love Chance. So I could not imagine any negativity coming from the name Chance of any way. And definitely not a harsh judgment by white America. Chaz, on the other mm. hand, you may run into something because... The name, and sorry to everybody named Chaz out there, but your stock is not that high right now in that name category. Oh, why not? So, just because it's not like mad common, I guess, at least not out here anyway. So, I, I don't, I don't see any problem with the name Chance whatsoever. Um, I fully agree with you on that one, and I actually know a Chaz. He's from New York. (laughs) <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn. Oh, that's why you were laughing. Yeah, that's why I was laughing. My homie Chaz, like that's the only Chaz I've ever known, and he's a yeah Brooklyn from day one. Chaz, I actually knew him because he used to come down to Howard because he was friends with you know uh who went to Howard, but he didn't even go to Howard. I think he went somewhere in the city, and you know Chaz is a Brooklyn kid. Like so, when I hear Chaz, I think of a Brooklyn you know brother. Let's right. say you know Ch- Chaz. It's, is that like a name from the 70s? I'm not sure where. Yeah, because when I remember it when. It feels very similar. Yeah, 70s. when he first came to me with Chaz, I was like, what? Like, what's that? You know, I was like, Chaz, <laughs> that's your name? Not what's that? Could you imagine somebody telling you their name and you go, what's yeah, that? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's what I thought. That's rude. You know, my face gives it away every time. So I probably was like, what? Who's Chaz? Yeah. Uh, no, honestly, it, it just reminds me of like the name of a wrestler in WWE mm, wow. or something. So, it, again, that's not, that's not bad or good. It's just, I just. I don't see it for that name as much as I see it more so for Chance. Like, I, I just, again, 
never i don't see any way that there is harsh judgment with that name in fact the opposite yeah people would probably think you and and no offense they probably probably think you soft if your name is chance uh, not that you are but but i think i don't think people would see the name chance and go oh you know he's this rogue operative that <laughs> you know like I, there's no negative connotation with that yeah i don't don't think so at all i fully agree with you with the chance the rapper connotation and how much white people love chance the rapper that you know i just feel like from 2019 on especially since your kid won't be born until late 2019 or 2020 that you know like that's who he's going to be associated with uh, unless Chance the Rapper kills somebody yeah, between now and then, I, I think but I don't see that happening. I think it'll be good on that one, you know. Ch- Chance the Rapper is basically a Christian. Rapper, I mean, super so now. I, like he gave up the drugs yeah. and got into God. Like so. Yeah. Um, so if anything, you're just to me, you're just gonna get good vibes. Please, we prefer Chance at the same time. That is your wife. And if she's just like, nah, then y'all need to come to some happy meeting. Maybe that'll be the child's middle name or something. And then when a child gets older, they're probably going to switch it to Chance anyway. I got a question for C. Love, though, since I see C. Love in his or their name. Um, are all your kids' names starting with C? And does your wife have a problem with that? <laughs> are both of y'all names starting with C? I, you know, Maybe. legit question. Like, one of my best friends, you know, his... Dad's name starts with A, and every kid, A, you know? That's the thing. Yeah. I like Chance. I do, too. Uh, but good luck to you guys, and I don't and think that's a soft name for a dude. I think that will get that dude a lot of play, you know, a lot of game, you know, Chance. Like, that's a smooth name to me. Like, that's a, you know. I, see, my thing is, all to me, all of that is true. Yeah. You can still get play, but what I'm saying is people are not going to see the word chance and think, oh, he's going to come beat my ass. True. And then chance don't lay them hands on him. And then they're going to be like, oh, shit. When chance laid them hands on you. Like, like nobody's going to forget that either. (laughs) Maybe you want your child to to have a a very domineering name. I don't know. But my point is, you guys are good with that. Yep. All right. (laughs) The next question. I don't even know who this comes from. It doesn't say who. Says, oh no! These both of these questions are from Indie Idealist, aka the Intersectional Hulk, the Cylon oh. Don, Yoga Flame War, Resting Brand Frace, and Utah. No, not Utah. Uatu. Yeah, Utah. <laughs> yeah, Utah to watch her. <laughs> Yo, are we coming back to Ben the Butcher? It's, are we going been, back to Ben the Butcher? It's days? been a while, you know. I, I, it's I've been, been doing time. pretty well, but yeah, I just really butchered the Watchers. The Butcher of Names. The Butcher of Names. I like Ben the Butcher, though. That's even better. Like Brand the Breaker. Like, yeah, <laughs> Ben the Butcher. No, they like, call Brand the Broken, which is such a fucked up I mean, name. yeah, it should have been the Breaker, but I guess he didn't like, break the chains. The fuck? Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I read that strip yes. today, though, y'all. I read the uh, final. Ep- the I, yeah, I, I, re- I read the final episode of Game of Thrones. It's up. Anyone can read it. It's on the Emmys website because, you know, for some reason, they um, put the final episode up for an Emmy. I mean, you know, they got heart. What can I say? And I actually found the strip as a script. Not bad. You know, like if you. I guess if you if the lead into this episode wasn't so, you know, different, it wouldn't have mm-hmm. felt so bad because it's like the characters, you know, like they make reasonable arguments and everything like to why didn't Daenerys should get, you know, got and all that. The whole brand of broken argument to be the king and stories and all that is still kind of like, I guess. But yeah, I thought the strip was, you know, overall not bad, really, as an episode. Now, as a whole season... 
But, you know, I've talked about this enough on Castle Black. You can go check that out if you haven't. In the mortal words of Jon Snow, I don't want it. Mm, all right. Yeah, I feel you. I don't want it. I feel it. you. Uh, Indie Idealist writes for The Guac, Dear Fan Fam, would you ever have a listener on as a red shirt guest on the podcast? Maybe as a contest winner. Wow. That, that's dark. I mean, that means they get murdered. Right. <laughs> right. Well, first, red shirt means it's not going to turn out yeah, well. Yeah, you get murked. Uh, like. But I understand what, he, what, what Indie Idealist yeah. means. It's just that, you know, you in and you out. Um, perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. Um, I, we will not, we're not going to say it will never happen. I can't tell you when it will happen, but we're not going to say no. I want to have like call-ins, like that video where that rapper has that call-in and the little kid is like crying to get online with him. And right. then he cries and then he <laughs> hangs the right up on him and the kid keeps crying. <laughs> like, I mean, what what we could do, you guys, is uh, towards what Ben Amin is saying, we just do it the, the 2019 version. We When we do maybe a live recording um, online where we'll allow you guys to like, maybe we'll open up a channel and you could talk on mic. Maybe we'll do it on Twitch. I wonder would we, uh, let's see. I got to think about that. Would technology allow that? Technology would allow that. I think that. you're right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you yeah, for a fact. I it would know, allow I know that, how so. we could make that happen. So yeah, that, that might right. be an idea there. So twitch.tv slash for all nerds. You need to subscribe. Maybe once we get to a hundred, I mean, let's go for a thousand, you know? No, no, I mean, for real. Um, I think we already what, had, what, followers I think we already on had a hundred. So um, once we get to, you know, once we get some numbers, once we start doing some things, but like I say, you know, we'll, we'll make that a goal, you know, make that something to happen. Twitch.tv slash for all nerds. Throw over there, subscribe, and we'll see that happen. Good stuff. Yep. And the last question, also from Indie Idealist. Who do you think Wakanda would have appointed as Black Panther for the five years T'Challa was gone? Could this be a source of tension for the next Nakia film? Nakia was Good right. Um, yeah, gr- she was. Yeah, great question. Uh, Nakia is right. Um, I don't think Nakia would have taken it if she wasn't dusted. I feel like everybody important that we needed to see in the next movie got dusted, though, because I don't feel like they wanted to age Nakia five years while she waited for them to come back. So I feel like they're just trying to dust like they did in Spider-Man. They're just trying well, to dust everyone. Wouldn't everything fall basically back onto Ramonda then? Because I, I think even I don't know if it was 100 percent true, but I remember. Well, half of it was, wasn't true, but I remember Angela Bassett saying way back, you know, a year or two ago when she was just like, oh, her and Shuri are fine. Oh, okay. They survived the snap, which we found out later is not quite Yeah, because was, Shuri was, did get dusted, right? Yeah. It was some gray area shit happening. Um, so I wonder, like, at the end of the day, like, if, if both T'Challa and Shuri are gone, does this then mean Ramonda just... If Ramonda didn't... What if Ramonda got dusted? But we don't... But as, I'm look again. I'm just only going off the, the yeah. part of what Angela Bassett said, which I assume to be true, that she was just holding it down till her kids came back. And I, you know, since Ramonda is basically eternal in my eyes and should live forever, um, <laughs> I would go with yeah. I I go with it fell on her, but I know that there are also some stuff in the comics from Christopher Priest run about like insurgents and even in Tanahasi, he's come up with the idea of like revolutionaries in Wakanda. So both of those authors have touched on various other people going for the crown. And I think that's something that they should explore in Black Panther 2. I think that all these movies that come, well, but also as we see that Black Panther 2 is not coming out for another three years, at least probably I'd say 2022. So two to three years. Yeah. Two to three years. And there's, there's a lot that's going to happen in between then. 
So I'm hoping that all the movies that come out in what phase four really explore the effects of phase three. What if it was a situation, like, if we do think about, like, what if Ramonda was snapped, it was a situation where it became martial law. Because remember, with not just these main prominent leaders being snapped, you also have half the population mm. of Wakanda snapped. So when you, and, and as we know of Wakanda, at least in, in most recent times, they're still, their philosophy, although changing, was still fairly um, self-contained. Uh, in terms of keeping themselves away from other people. So when something like that happens, do you think they would have regressed back into the, oh, we're our own, like, you know, not not reaching out to the outside world, trying to do their own thing. And then what I'm thinking is put it more into a, a martial law type situation where the Dora Milache were then in charge of everything. And that could lead into the whole Midnight Angels, I think are their name, when um, mm-hmm. Oyo, uh, Ayo and Anike, Ayo and Anike um, defect and become the Midnight Angels, which was also part of the whole revolutionary thing that was happening in Wakanda. And I've also heard a lot of rumors, and they've said that this wasn't a connection, but in Endgame, they had that moment where they were talking about the earthquakes underneath the ocean. And the yeah. writers, I think, have come out and said that that wasn't a nod to this Namor. Was or was, was not a nod not. to Namor. But... Hmm. You know, it's such an easy, like, once again, that's an easy layup for the dunk. You know, it's like, there's the alley, like, now, nah, oop it. And the thing about the MCU is niggas be lying. Yeah, so, there uh, we go. Yeah. That's the other thing. They be lying all the time. So, boom. And I've heard a lot of things that people are saying that they're going to go that route. And that's how they introduce Namor with Atlantis trying to take over Wakanda, you know, and go from that route from the books. So, there's a lot of things. And it's really interesting. Somebody tweeted how they were saying how how in Endgame it sets up the Loki movie that's not going to come out for two years and nobody blinked. And that was so interesting because I remember when at one point they were trying to do this idea with... Oh yeah, Lord Ravenscroft. Yeah, Lord Ravenscroft <laughs> tweeted that out. Shout out to him or them. And when they were talking about in this um, the Dark Tower series, one of my favorite series from Stephen King. And at one point they had this idea Ron Howard was producing it and they were going to do movies with TV shows in between. And at the time, it was like everybody was looking at them like, what? That'll never work. But like, what's his name was supposed to play? The gunslinger at that point? Um, Antonio. Yeah, not not Antonio Banderas. Oh, God, my man's name is slipping me right now. But a big name actor like that, you know, was supposed to play the gunslinger. It was a whole thing. And they were like, yeah, we're going to do a movie. And then there'll be a season of the series. And then another movie. And then another season of the series in between. And even me at the time was like, yeah, right. And now Marvel's just easily pulling that off. Like, it's nothing. So that my point being with that is that it's like, I wonder during Black Panther, which is now three years out from Endgame, I feel like it should because in between you're not going to see anything in Wakanda. So they have to show you how Wakanda dealt with Endgame. But it's interesting when that's being three years ago, plus all these other movies in between and who knows what's going to happen in them and what they're going to be leading up to by then. But, you know, that's the nature of this MCU. So unless one of these series or one of these movies dips into Wakanda real quick and shows us what happened there, you know, I feel like Black Panther 2 has to deal with that. And that's such, that's such good storytelling for an insular country like Wakanda, like you said. So I feel like, yes. you know, especially with Killmonger, especially with T'Challa having let, like, okay, first of all, Killmonger came in. A lot of people are going to be like, yo, Killmonger was right. Like, a lot of Wakandans still to this day are probably like, yo, I fuck with Killmonger, you know? I'm feeling what he said. 
And then, you know, T'Challa got to deal with them. But then also T'Challa got to deal with the idea, well, yo, T'Challa, you were king. And then what'd your dumb ass do? Let these niggas in. And look what happened after you <laughs> let these fucking crackers up in here. You can't blame him for I'm that. I'm you, you, you think he ain't going to get blamed for that, though? I didn't say he won't. I said that's effed up. You can't I'm, I mean, you can. Of course. Of course. Because like, if he doesn't let him in, the whole world gets destroyed, you know? But they didn't. They, but you know, that's how people think. Just like the same people think Killmonger was right. You know, people think these things. So, you know, that that's a lot of good storytelling potential there. Ryan Coogler and the whole MCU it's wild, you know, like as as crazy as that idea is to just jump five years ahead, you yeah. know, and after seeing Far From Home, I feel like that good, you know, a real humorous way of dealing with the jump. But I feel like something else still has to talk about more of this and what happened and what went on during those five years and all that and type of stuff. Still- mad holes in that yeah so i you know i wasn't really exactly satisfied with that explanation not explanation but but it's also one of those things that the the more you look at it the more holes you're gonna find and so marvel might be wise to just be like ah all right it's up to you guys here we go you know (laughs) it's not too dark because i shot it (laughs) uh and i actually spoke to soon there's one more uh, this one comes from F- uh, MTF the third, aka Mike from Brooklyn. Mike from Brooklyn writes: If through a random cosmic event, Marvel's Wakanda and DC's Themyscira, as well as the characters who originate in both of these places, switched comics universes for twelve months, which books would you rather read? Also, assume the same creative teams would be writing these stories. That is a wild. That's a wild ass question. Wild. I remember when that went, good yeah, when that came in and I saw that question at first, I was like, what is this talking about? And then the more I thought about it, I was like, oh, that's kind of ill. You yeah. know, I was like, oh, that's some, you know, that's, that's not like, cause for, you know, I guess I was trying to confuse and I was like, what? But then when I really thought about it, I'm like, that's ill. Like Black Panther and the Wakandans in the DC universe. Right. And then, and then turn, and subsequently, uh, Wonder Woman and everybody in Damascara, and then Marvel. I mean, both of those, you know, right with storytelling. Once again, like that is some wild stuff right there. Like, okay, let's just do them both. Like Black Panther, the Wakandans in DC, where you have this, you know, pretty much Wonder Bread universe, like super Wonder Bread. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, like, super no. Wonder Bread. And then you have this insular country who does not give a F run by Africans who, you know, don't play. And then DC also has this thing where it's like Wakanda kind of fits in with them because they have nothing but like fictitious, you know, fit, fictional nations and everything right. and countries. I made my decision. You talking through it, I made my decision. Okay, go ahead. I would definitely rather read the book about Themyscira and Marvel. Wow. Okay, and why? And 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 I think and it has nothing. And it was like, it's like, oh, you leaving your peoples behind? No, 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 no man, no, no, no. no, no. The diaspora will always be there. Listen, um, the idea of, first of all, books that will not only incorporate everybody in Themyscira, so that means all the Amazons, mm-hmm. including Wonder Woman, but the idea of Amazon, Amazon, Wonder Woman going up against people like Captain Marvel, going against people like Miss Marvel, like going, like just the, just the idea that that could be a potential story that one like some of these beloved characters I know of could potentially run up on uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, that means X-Men as well. Mm-hmm. Rogue. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I just, 
storm. Like, no, I, I, I'd rather, I'd rather them, them mascara go to me. I mean, my thing is what I'd rather read it. Rather. Yeah. I think that one, I think both of them are wild and interesting as ideas, but they are definitely interesting. But I, I, for me, the whole super powered women led society yep. against other superpower women, like that shit blows my fucking mind. Uh, so the most anyway, in, in terms of this particular question. See, I think it would turn into not a versus situation with the women of Marvel. And it'd be more of those things like... It could be a team up yeah, too, I think it'd but be like it's a, also going to be some versus Yeah, thing. I think it'd be like a choose your side type of thing. And it'd be about like which of the women are like... Because like, imagine Tony Stark meeting Wonder Woman with his asshole ass. Or Thor. Well, he's going to be rude no matter yeah, what. Thor, you know, those type of dudes running into Wonder Woman and a... And a whole island of those type of powered up women who are, you know, technological. Right. Like, because I like the Wonder Woman, like the Grant Morrison wrote, where the um the Mysterians are like super technological, super smart. You know, all this technology, all this magic, everything. You know, just badasses on every level. So that's the Wonder Woman that I always think of. And so, yeah, I I I feel you. I think that one. But I would also like to see like Wakandans on the march. You know, in like Wakanda rolling, in what, Gotham? yeah, Wakanda like, rolling in the Metropolis, or oh yeah, or like Wakanda or Black Panther in Gotham and being like, what have you been like doing? If, like, like I can see it being like, yeah, it would be hot. It would be hot for instance, for example, for somehow the not that they need it, but somehow they got a mother box and the Wakandan army's coming in through a boom tube, mm-hmm. uh, to, uh, 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 marching on Gotham. Yes. Like that would be some wild ass shit that yes that's amazing i again but i'm just thinking of and again this maybe this is my wet dream just all of my favorite female superheroes in marvel being all together like I that mean, including one i'm not i'm like not that, mad that, that blows my mind know, i'm not mad at that, that dream either you know that sounds pretty fantastic to me <laughs> um but yeah you know, hey, let's keep it real. And, you know. and I know you, and yes, you could do the team up and two sides. But I'm not, the first thing that came to my head is battle, yeah. battle, <laughs> battle, 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 I mean, battle. I like that too, you know. Chad did, what, 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 sauce, <laughs> sauce of milk, table for two. You know? <laughs> really? Really, Ben, you're really gonna, you're really gonna say cat, right? Really? No, sir. I mean, that, that was, um, that's Austin Powers. That's one of my favorite lines in Austin oh, Powers. Oh, oh, no, no, sir. Battle. Yeah. Niggas dying. Wow. Jesus. I mean, see, I wanted them to team up and like kill Tony Stark and take over. I, that was my thought, you know. Like, <laughs> but, but that goes to what I just said. Niggas dying. Yeah. Well, okay, true. I didn't say which, I didn't say which yeah, one. Facts. I just said facts. somebody dying. What I'm saying is if, if, if this happens, this convergence happens, somebody dying. Mm. See, I'd like to see Black Panther and it. the Wakandans roll into Gotham and do what I always say. Immediately show Batman that his methods are terrible, that he is really loving just beating up thuds and he doesn't want to solve anything. And it's like but fix this, Gotham overnight. But this is but this is revisionist history, Batman. You don't think he's gonna be prepared for Wakanda? No. <laughs> he's prepared for everything. He's prepared for everything. He ain't gonna else. be ready for that. <laughs> like that that'd be that you ain't waiting for these hands he ain't gonna be ready for them hands like these Wakandan hands Wakandan hands nah that's gonna be it for him so no I like that idea though that is something I doubt Marvel and DC especially given the crossovers that they won't do that they would do something like that but that's an ill one right there that's an ill ass idea very good question Mike from Brooklyn yes and that is the end of the guac again thank you guys so much for for supporting us and for sending us these guac questions. If you have a question, whether it be about naming your fourth child 
or anything including talking about these crossovers or any typical question you may have about geek and pop culture in general hit us up contact at forallnerds.com you can email us email us there if you want a little bit more privacy but otherwise you can hit us up on the socials at for all nerds on our twitters and on our instagram and also if you are on a special tier on our patreon patreon.com slash for all nerds you are guaranteed a guac question to be asked on air Mm -hmm. so hit us up yes word up hit up that patreon because we love y'all over there got some more things coming that way you know, anything y'all want, pretty much. If you're one of the patrons of Patreon, you need to be hitting us up and be like, yo, this is what y'all should be doing on the show right now. And this is what you be doing for me. It's kind of, it's, I mean, I'm going to say kind of. It is true because yeah. at this point, whatever y'all want, within reason, we will probably make it happen. Make it yeah. happen. So if you are on the Patreon right now and you want something to happen, some activity, some, and when I say activity, I mean like, if you say, oh, I want a live show that clearly takes time, it's not going to happen tomorrow. Yep. But if, if something that we could potentially just do within a, a, a short period of time, we will probably do. Yeah. Word up. So hit us up. Patreon.com slash for all nerds. Join the family over there. Thank you to all the family who is already there. We love you so much. It means so much. You know, we're still coming with that live on Twitch like we've been talking about. But as you see, we are live on Twitch every day. Twitch.tv slash for all nerds. And that is pretty much because of y'all, you know, because I could afford some new routers. Got the Internet over here popping. Everything is crisp and clean. And so now, you know, we're over there broadcasting live every day. I'm going to go live right after the show for a little bit. Word up. I mean, you know, you missed that because, you know, the show comes. The show ain't live right now. So, <laughs> Here's something we're definitely going to do. We're definitely going to do at least a guac session live oh, for sure on Twitch. Word. Probably like next week. Yeah. No, dead ass. Yeah, dead ass. So please subscribe. It is free 99 to subscribe. Do it. Twitch.com. What's it? TwitchTV.com slash for owners. Word up. And for now, it is time. Not for now. Forever. For always. <laughs> eternal. It is time for one of my other favorite segments on the show. Comic Psychopt. That's Comics I Copped. C O P P E D. Comics I Copped, where we talk about all the different comics that we've been copying, that we've been reading, that we've been buying, any and all of that. You know, we talk about this all the time. It doesn't matter if it's old or new, but for real, it really doesn't because this week, I've actually been reading a lot of old stuff. I've, I've been doing that a lot lately. Like I, and I've been, I'm glad I remembered this because I wanted to talk about this book. I, I don't know if I've done it in a while, but Planetary. Plan- oh, yeah. yeah. And also, my fault, it is twitch.tv. T- Twitch. Yes. Slash for all Twitch.com so. gets you there too, though. They 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 yeah. running that. They ain't giving that up. Dot com dash TV. They all go to yeah, same place. They gonna make sure you get there. It's Twitch. But yes. But Planetary, you have not talked about that. In yes, a while. Planetary by Warren Ellis and John Cassidy is just one of my favorite books of all time. Like I reread it recently. It's only twenty three issues, so you can read it pretty quick. There's two trades now. I think they've republished it all in two different trades, maybe three. But I know they had a recent reprinting of it, so you can find it in a local store or on amazon wherever else you get comics but it's just such an ill-ass story uh karen dylan was talking about how parts of it inspired die or showed him that you know there was a way to do die because planetary is like every it's these four mystery archaeologists who are trying to find out the hidden secrets of the world basically and so planetary exists in this world where 
every bit of pulp fiction throughout from like the 1920s to current times is explored. So every issue takes place in a different section of the world or wherever. And it'll be like a different thing. Like one issue, they'll be talking about the Lone Ranger and how the Lone Ranger relates to the shadow and how the shadow relates to Batman. Or another issue, they'll talk about Tarzan and show you, you know, how Tarzan relates to this whole bigger world they're building. Or another issue, it's about the giant alien, I mean, giant inset movies from the 1950s and the aliens from the 1950s movies. And then another issue is about um, Japan and the whole action movie craze of Japan. Also with like ghosts in Japan who are shooting flaming bullets so it's like this weird series that just all comes together and tells a much bigger story at the same time. And it's all done in 23 effing issues. And that's what's so crazy because every issue is like a self-contained story, a self-contained piece of this history, this secret history of this world. But they also tell a much larger story and then it's all done in 23 issues. And it's just incredible. And you don't need to read anything else except it. It does help if you have like a knowledge of superheroes and pulp fiction in general. You know, if you know about all these different properties like Godzilla, Star Trek, Star Wars, I mean, just everything pretty much. But even if you don't, it's just a dope ass series to read because the characters itself are really dope, really sick. And like I said, 23 issues, you can't really go wrong. Two trades, check it out. Word. Excellent. Yeah. But for real this week, you know, talk about current stuff. Right now yeah. on stands <laughs> is House of X and Powers of Fire. X. Burr, 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 burr. I mean, I haven't look, I personally have not read a hit I mean not a Hitman, a X-Men comic since the last real X-Men series I was reading was I think when Rick Remender was on X Force for a minute. It was a, you know, dope ass run. A lot of people love it. One of my favorite runs, Fire. Very fire, check it out. But before that, it was really Grant Morrison and Josh Whedon on X-Men. So that has been like, I don't know, 10, 12 years. Yeah, since I've read like X-Men proper, you know, and so it's been a minute. So I don't, you know, there's been a lot of changes, a lot of stuff I don't know. But Hitman, Jonathan Hitman has come on to X-Men. He's a famous author who did classic runs on Fantastic Four and Avengers. And then he left Marvel for a few years to do his own independent books. He wrote a lot of dope stuff like Manhattan Projects, East of West. Uh, I'm probably forget. Oh, Black Monday Murders. Like a lot of dope stuff. Dude is dope. You know, in the story, he's one of the legends. And so now he's back to Marvel and he's doing X-Men and he's doing these two books that are running concurrently, House of X and Powers of X. And House of X came out last week and then Powers of X dropped yesterday on Wednesday. And House of X is about the X-Men in like right now, what is happening with the X-Men right now and uh, how to describe it. It's ill. I mean, first of all, it's just ill as hell. Like, I love it because it reminds me of like how when Grant Morrison first came on the X-Men, it's just all these new ideas. Like right away, he just introduces all these new ideas. Like there's this conglomerate of all the human organizations which have formed up like S.H.I.E.L.D., S.W.O.R.D., um, Alpha Flight. Um, There's more. I can't remember all the different names and, you know, code names, but like 
eight or nine different organizations have joined <laughs> up to form this new organization to battle against mutants because Professor X, or you're not even sure if it really is Professor X because this man who's supposed to be a Professor X is wearing this mask over his head through all of the what? issues so far. That's some Scooby-Doo shit? Yeah, like he's wearing this giant X mask, so you think it's Professor X, and everybody's saying it's Professor X, but oh, knowing, yeah, knowing yeah. Jonathan Hitman, Jonathan Hitman likes to wear, have characters wear this similar type of mask. Like he had this character called the Maker, who is like a clone of Reed Richards, or Reed Richards from an alternate Earth. And he wore a costume similar to this Charles Xavier. And so a lot of people are questioning, is this really Xavier or what's going on here? And there's just a lot of weirdness in this first issue of House of X. Like at one point, Xavier seems to grow a bunch of X-Men from this plant Krakoa, Krakoa, which is also featured prominently throughout the rest of these X-Men issues or these two issues so far. And so there's a lot of weird ideas and a lot of weird moments where you're not sure exactly what's going on. But in House of X, Charles Xavier has basically established a new mutant nation on this plant island, this living island called Krakoa, and invited mutants from everywhere to come live with him on this island and told humans, look, I'm going to give you all some of this stuff like this technology, these uh, this pill that will extend humans' lifespans by five years, some other stuff, but we running on this island, don't mess with us. And when the humans come to the island, Magneto tells them in no uncertain terms that y'all have new gods now. God damn. Okay. You know, and... Is this a new Genosha situation? Yeah, but it's different because it's like they're establishing colonies for Krakoa because they can use this plant to grow other colonies. Like there's one on Mars. I think they did one on the moon. So they're basically... Yeah, it's a new Genosha, new... Uh, a lot of people can it to... There's another um, nation that the mutants established a few years ago, uh, Utopia. So people have been comparing it to those two situations, and they're like, ah, is Hitman doing a retread? But I trust in Hitman, because then Powers of X came out this week, and this is when the shit got turned up. As if it wasn't turned up already. Uh-oh. Powers of X is supposed to be about a month in X-Men history, he said, that is like this crucial month. But the issue is interesting because it's, I think what he's saying is it's one month over the span of a thousand years, basically. Because Powers of X also, the title refers to X, not as um, X-Men, but X as Roman numeral. So it's Powers of X. So the first part of the series starts in year zero. And year zero is 10 years before the uh, issue of House of X, where Charles tells all the mutants to come to the island, all this. And end of so 10 years before that, it shows a younger Charles Xavier, and he meets Moria Taggart, who a lot of people know from history is Moira. Moria as, Char- Moira. Moira as Charles. Moira. Yeah, Charles' wife. I don't know why you. I don't know why you started sounding like crocodile. Was it? The well, I mean that was my bad Irish <laughs> accent. Because I mean she's Irish and she's Charles. Charles' wife, the mother of Legion, and they when they meet in this issue, Charles is like, oh, I don't know this woman. It's like their first meeting, and then more after a minute of them talking is like, oh no, we know each other. We have quite the history, and she's like, read my mind you know, and find out what. And Charles does this, and then it cuts. And that, what... What? Now, listen, Hitman has said that this page right here, and I think not even Hitman... This page right here? Yeah, this page right here of her, of her saying <laughs> that 
is the most important page in the history of X-Men comics. Seriously? Or like in the last 20 years, some wild claim they've made. But what he reads her mind and why he doesn't know her when she knows him and given their history is once again another mystery. But then it cuts and jumps ahead to the moment where you know now where Charles is inviting all the X-Men, etc. But then it, you know, they show a little bit from that era and then it cuts again to 100, that was 10 years later. So then it cuts again to 100 years later. And 100 years later, that human coalition of building Sentinels has drawn insane where it's this human machine supremacy is what it's called and they've wiped out um all but what is it at that point eight mutants living on earth eight my guy eight all but eight there's a few thousand living with the shiar at this point but all but eight are left on earth so they show some time from that and then they cut to a thousand years ahead and in a thousand years the humans have all been wiped out and there's only a couple of humans living in like a zoo on earth while the mutants and the machines have teamed up together and then that's the end of the issue so it's like little slice oh you can't end it like that yo when i say this issue like i thought house of Vets was incredible and then powers of Vets, i'm just sitting there like me and joe illich shout out to him we're just sitting there talking about for a house of X for like 30 minutes last week. And I haven't, he's on vacation now, so he hasn't read powers of X. So I haven't had a chance to talk to him about that, but this shit is insane. Like it's just all these wild ideas. Like Hitman has this Nimrod in this issue when the mutants and the machines are at war, who's like apologizing for exterminating them to one of the mutants. He's like, yo, I can't believe we, yo, when we tried that, to kill y'all? He's like, yo, what higher life form would do that? I mean, God, that was terrible. But, yo, I'm about to do this to kill you. So sorry about this, too. You know, but, yo, but for real, what we did before that, I mean, that was just trifling. You know what I mean? This is at least efficient. You know? It's like... It's, they really talking like Nimrod that? is talking like that. Nah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hilarious. It's creepy. It's scary. It's this big mystery that I have no idea what's going on. You know, over these two issues, they come out every week right now. So it's like you're getting that crack. You know, that's what's really crazy is these things are dropping every week. So it's like House of Vets was last week, Powers of Vets this week, next week House, week after that Powers, back and forth for I think uh, three months they're doing this over or like not even that long because it's like six issues for Power of Vets. So it's probably like two months total. And then they're going to launch a bunch of new X-Men series to continue this universe that Hitman has built up. And... I wasn't that excited when they named all the new series, but just having read these two issues now, I'm super excited at the very least to finish this shit out. And then we'll, you know, I'll figure out after that. But right now, this is the crack you need. I'm just, I'm just straight up. Like, if you've never read X-Men, it's still going to be dope. It's a great jumping on point. If you've read X-Men before, it's going to blow your mind, you know, straight up. Like, it's going to blow your damn mind. If you know X-Men from the cartoon, anything like that, it's going to blow your damn mind. And then Hitman is so dope because you're getting so much value for your buck. Because not only is there all these comics, there's all these like little interstitials where it's like he'll have graphs and like um, there'll be like files from like Professor X's lab or files from the human's lab. And it'll just be paragraphs of text where he's breaking down history, things that happened. There was this whole one about the sinister solution involving minister mr sinister in the latest issue where i was reading this shit like yo yo <laughs> like 
this is I want to see this comic. You know what I mean? I want to see what happened when this was being described. But even just reading it here is so ill. Like what an idea. You know what I mean? Like that's taking Mister Sinister to his like logical point. You know, it's like it's I love when people take characters that have been doing the same thing for years and make it like, nah, this is what they should, you know, let's take them to the extreme of what they should do. Mm. You know, and that's what I feel like writers like Hitman, like Morrison, Morrison did the same thing with Deadsman. You know, he was like, nah, let me just, you know, secondary mutations. Now Emma Frost can turn into a diamond. Like just wild ideas that nobody was doing before. You know, it's like, and why not? If they mutate once, why wouldn't they mutate again? It's like, why not? You know, instead of saying, ah, nah, this is what I grew up on, like, do something different. You know, that's what I always love from any author, from any creator. And Jonathan Hitman is doing something different. When you talk about fifth generation mutants who were bred to have to go to war, like, what? Combining the powers from five you're different s- mutants? You're saying too much, Bruh. Thing, I mean. Yeah, I know. I gotta stop. You, I gotta stop. I was already sold. Yeah. I was already sold. The moment, the moment you said Hickman, I was sold. Lord so. have mercy. I was sold. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm on it for that sure. That man's mind is something else, yo. Yeah, he's working. And Facts. yeah, that's it for comics I cop this week, though. Like I said, that's that crack you need. House of X and Powers of X. Go pick them up. Hit me up at DJ Ben. I mean on Twitter at For All Nerds and let us know what you think because I'm dying to talk about them joints with anyone. So let's do it. Uh, shout out to Rick Tages, who has been waiting to hear from you on this. Oh, so word? Y'all, I know y'all going to go. Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought I, I mean, I talked he, about it on Twitter he, real quick today. As we as we recording, he, he hit us up about it. Wow. So, uh, hilarious. Make sure. Yeah, it's yeah, pure fire, sure. Rick Tages. I mean, obviously, you know. Talk to that. Talk to that I dude. I just ran but, it for like um, 15 minutes on that one book. Like mm. Before we get out of here, make sure y'all check out the full Queen and Slim trailer that dropped today. Mm-hmm. Um, today is relative. The word today is very relative, yep. but it dropped. Um, shout out to Lena Waith who saw us promoing it and, and being all excited about it and liked every single tweet that we talked about it. So if you liking our tweet, and this is not the first time. So if you liking what we saying on the individual level and on the for all nerds level, why don't you come on a show and talk some more? Mm. B, oh, that would be a beautiful one. Let's do this. Lord. So. I got again, once again, I got a call on the powers of the four owners. Bam. Y'all know what to do. At Lena. At, at, at. Yeah, let's Let make that know. happen. Let's come on for the show. Real. For it's real. time for that one. It's time. Come on. Yeah, it's time for like, that one. It's been like years. Come on, yeah. dude. Um and also the fucking boys. Yo. Have y'all watched the boys or and don't say nothing, no. Ben. Not spoiling. Have y'all watched this joint? Yeah. No, but I gotta say one thing because I remember before it dropped, people asked us if we were going to watch it. And I was like, hell no, because I've read the book and the book is so goddamn disturbing. And the tone is all over the place that I, I even though I've read every issue. I really didn't enjoy it by the end of it. I was just reading it to finish it. I loved this first season, like loved it so much more than I thought I would. I mean, I was blown away by how well done it was, by how like they expanded on characters who really had nothing in the book at all, like the deep. And A-Train, you know, who are mainly just jokes in the book. But, like, where I'm sitting there feeling for the deep by the end of it, this asshole. And then, the, you know, it's like they do so much with these characters <laughs> where you're like, you see where they're coming from and stuff. And then Homelander, I mean, it was, you know, it was crazy. Like, I could not believe it. And then it was such a twist ending. Yo, 
I mean, end of story. Uh, I, I, once again, hit me up. I'd love to talk about that with anybody who's seen it, but I, I'm not going to spoil it yet because it's only been a week or so that it's dropped and it's pure fire. And I really want more people to peep it. It's on Amazon. You know, if you don't know how to get it on Amazon, you know, find out. But I would say if the Amazon has that free month or whatever, sign up for it and watch the boys and watch Fleabag. Cause both of those are on there and both of those are incredible shows. Yeah, just open up a new email account. Y'all good. Y'all know how y'all do titles. Hey, all right. There it is, you know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Fleabag and the boys are really dope. Fleabag is this comedy that is probably going to win a lot of Emmys this year because it's really good. And the boys, it should win a lot of Emmys next year. Like, I was super impressed, Joe. Yeah. Uh, y'all need to watch yeah. that. For real, for real. And uh, speaking of, you know, guests... Um, Laz official Alonzo, uh, Laz Alonzo, the actor who plays Mother's Milk. We're actually, you know, you don't even need to add him. You know, he already got bad to us today. We were speaking. I posted some pics, you know, because I met him at Comic Con, and even at Comic Con, he was hype about Fall on Earth. He was like, "Yeah, I'm down to come on right away." Call Urban, you know. I know that's, you know, we pushing it, yeah. you know, you know. <laughs> Listen, he put up the middle finger in your picture. He did. He did put up the middle finger, you know. So I guess he was, he was definitely feeling, feeling the interview. I, I got to go back and watch those YouTube interviews because, like, I don't even remember doing them now. Like, <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I can't even remember if they was any good or any of that. But, yeah, YouTube.com slash, you know, for all nerds. Go over there. Get some of that. Because, yeah, we got interviews with the, all the people from the boys, you know. And I, I can't wait. It should be, like, underground when we talk to them again. Remember how when we first talked to the people from underground and we were like, mm, I don't know. We was like, <laughs> Once again, like I keep saying on this show, we talk, we bring the real. Yeah. When we're not sure about something, we're going to tell them to their face. And we told underground to their face. We was like, we all know, son, another thing about slavery, quote unquote. Uh, we, we, we're not sure where y'all going with this. And it became something totally different. Fire. And then the next year, when they was there, they looked at us like, oh, we remember yeah. y'all. What y'all think now? We was like, yo, as Ben Ami said, fire. Yeah, pure fire. And they just, and they started busting out laughing because they knew. So, so, but I think they, they appreciated that we was real with mm-hmm. that. And same thing, real with, with the cast of the boys. And now we can't wait to speak to them. No, because I remember talking to them. I was like, yo, how you going to pull this off? And how you going to pull this off? Talk about, you know, specific scenes from the book, like. I mean, I didn't spoil even them, but I was like, yo, like, there's some stuff in there that I know you have to put in there that is like, ugh. And they were like, just laughing the same way. And I commend them because not only did they pull it off, they made it so much better to me than it wasn't because they took the time to explore different things. And it's weird because I felt like the season went, it's like compacted, like a lot of stuff happens, but then it leaves so much open too, so... I can't wait for the next season of that. Hopefully, they bring it right back. It already got greenlit for everybody who's asking us. It did already get greenlit for a second season. Oh, yeah, with the quitness. Yeah, with the quitness. I, I understand. Like, I didn't understand before I saw it, but now I'm like, oh, no, they got something on their hands right here. And there's so much more they can do because the boys is a 60-issue series with, like, four or five miniseries attached to it. So, there's a lot more coming. So, no, very dope. Very, very dope right there. As usual, guys, make sure you are subscribed to us. It means a lot, and it actually means everything that you're subscribed to us. Uh, those people who you y'all want us to do cool stuff with, uh, cool stuff with, look at stuff like that. So we need you to subscribe. We need you to rate us on these platforms, particularly Apple Podcasts. We need you guys to leave comments. So leave comments on the SoundCloud, lovers or haters, whatever it is. Leave the comment. Make sure you engage with us on our socials at For All Nerds. You can always email us anytime. Even if it's just a, a random question, just email us. We might be going to, one of 
me, maybe me, me or Ben will respond. Contact artforallnerds.com. And as we keep saying over and over, thank you again to everybody who supports us financially. Patreon.com slash for all nerds and Twitch TV for all nerds. Make sure you subscribe so you can see some cool live stuff. You're going to be able to see us in the studios live as we record. Basically, it's for all nerds planet right now. Fan pros, fan pros.